<sighs> Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo. So, it's been some, it's a couple of teams out here that's going through, through it in the N- NBA, and um, the Rockets and Carmelo is one of them. And they, the Rockets trying to get rid of Carmelo. Now, is it because he's being a diva like he's been at other teams? Or is it because he's not performing and the team is sucking right now? Uh, are they trying to make him a, you know, they're trying to make him a scapegoat for it? So, uh, here, what do you think it is? I think a little bit of both. You could sprinkle in both of them on there. He's always been a diva. It's like we see how he lost the step. Like he's not as dangerous of a player as he used to be. For the most part, I say he's probably one of the most selfish players I have seen play the game. <laughs> <laughs> he only cares about himself when it comes down to playing team ball and James wide open and I call an ISO play. That's not cool. That's what he all about. You know, it's all about Carmelo. And same thing happened when he was with Thunder. You know, he didn't want to go off the radar. I guess he felt like he's supposed to have been that guy. And when he wasn't that starter guy, he wasn't the guy they went to, he basically didn't want to stay with them. He just played that contract and he wanted to go elsewhere. He had a chance to go to L.A., Miami, and the Rockets. He had his choices of teams that he could go to. Um, he decided against L.A. because they said that he was going to come off the bench. He didn't want to take the D-Wade route right now, which D-Wade comes off the bench and he plays for a Miami team. And he feels like his ball play hasn't suffered. He's still in denial. So he's like, I want to be that guy. I don't want to play at all. And now that's the case right now with the Rockets. It's like a lot of his boys had the influence of him playing on his teams. And if you're not trying to play team ball, then you're not needed. He was canceled when he first got there, you know, and it just got a little worse, you know. I think he felt uh, like when Harden got hurt, that was his chance to shine. But something just happened, you know, and they just basically hiding it uh, for a while. Now they're like, we can't have this before. Melo is the reason why a lot of the stuff's going on on this team, and he got to go. I just feel like he doesn't play with the set of rules of the team. There's no iron team, and <laughs> but there's an iron Melo. So, yeah, yes. Him as the person. It's a me and team. <laughs> And a me and Mello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is with him. You know, he's a selfish guy. Like I was saying, he's one of the most selfish players I've ever seen in my life ever play the game. And that's the reason why he has to go, man. Because that team, I believe they'll have better chemistry without him on the team. You know, he's a locker room cancer, and he's just a cancer wherever he goes, you know. And with him and AI was on the same team, I knew that was going to last. But he's been on so many teams as of late, just not sitting there, you know. He wants it to be his team. That was the same issue with New York that was being sugar-coated, and they tried to get Phil Jackson out of town. They couldn't wait to get Phil out of town. But at the same time, most of them were Phil. It was a lot of those Carmelo Anthony issues, you know. 
So, yeah, I feel like now that's the best thing for him. You know, until he swallow his pride and, you know, say, hey, I need this as a team player and I want to keep my NBA career going, I need to take a step back and realize I have to be a better person in order to go somewhere and try to win a championship. He'll never win. Remember that dummy said last year, he had brought, um, he's happy with his Olympic gold medals in the college, you know, championship, but he doesn't need an NBA, you know, title. Why the hell right. are you in the NBA then? Who would say something like that, you know, because if you're in the NBA, that's what you're there for. You're trying to win the title. And I just think right now he feels like those accomplishments he had is, <laughs> you know, a little better than having the title in the NBA, rather than just being the guy on the team, whether you win or lose. That ain't the attitude you're supposed to have. So, yeah, it's time for Carmelo to bite the dust. Hmm. All right, Jay. Well, I'm a I'm gonna try to put it in perspective. Um but I'm gonna rant a little bit um at Carmelo. I understand how Carmelo may feel right now. Um you look at him and you know he's one of the one of the best pure scorers you know we done we done seen come through you know the NBA. I mean you look at pure scorers from the past you know the Dominiques the Jordans you know now you got KD and you know back in the day Larry Bird and Bernard King and just I mean just all of the classic pure scorers from decades you know of the NBA. Mellows in the conversation. Since he left Denver, I felt like he hasn't been the same. Um, he went to New York. They had success early. Then they got Mark D'Antonio, who's now, ironically, the coach of the Houston Rockets. Um, him and Carmelo bumped heads. Immediately, because D'Antonio likes ball movement. He likes ball movement. And if anybody's going to have a ball in their hand, it's going to be a point guard. He don't really like big guys handling the ball like that or creating their own shot. He likes the offense to create the shot actually for you. Um, Carmelo would mess the Florida offense up. Now, D'Antonio left before Carmelo did, but everybody thought, few years ago, when Carmelo was becoming a free agent, oh, Carmelo about to go. He about to try to win the championship or whatever. And that's the thing. Us as fans, we want to see our favorite players and stuff win a championship more than they actually do. <laughs> we want to see it more. You know, so we like, oh, he started this team or whatever. He had a good chance to win the championship before he retired, blah, blah, blah whatever. Because we knew Father Time was creeping up. On Melo and LeBron. You know what I'm saying? They came in the league, same time, 03 draft, picks one and three. Hey, they, you know, leave, uh, LeBron got three. At least Melo can get him one. At least one. So we look a couple of days later, Melo signed back with the Knicks. Everybody like, what the heck? You know, they gave him a lot of money. They're like, Mello, 
What are you doing? What are you doing? Mello show right there. Dude, it's about the money. And Hugh, mm-hmm. Hugh just said that Mello came out and said in the interview, exclusive interview, hey, I won some gold medals. I got an NCAA championship my freshman year in college. Who cares about the NBA championship? I'm making I'm about making that money. And then, not too long ago, when he was with OKC, uh, last year, when he was with OK, OKC, he ended up jacking that chemistry up with, this, with the team because they had him, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is part of uh, ball dominant. Paul George is semi-ball dominant. And we know Carmelo is ball dominant. So it wasn't going to work, and it didn't work. Melo didn't want to take a lesser role. We know Russell Westbrook wasn't going to take one. So what happened? Melo had to go. And before that, the Thunder was going to sign him back. They was giving him, uh, you know, this nice little contract. Melo put it up on the on his Twitter or Instagram. Hey, I'm getting paid money. I'm, pretty much, I really don't care. I'm getting some money. I'm good. Then he goes to the Rockets. Same thing happens. So now, back end of it, I'm about to run on Melo a little bit. Melo, you don't have it anymore. Father time has bit you in the ass, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're not the same. You're over the hill right now. You've lost about two steps. Because of the style of play that you play, you haven't expanded your game. People are giving you an opportunity to actually give you a little bit of longevity and and possibly win something by a come off the bench, play a lesser role, play about 15, 20 minutes a game, let the other people create the shots for you, come off the ball, shoot it, do what you do. You can still score about 15 points a game. Mellow probably like, man, I want to score 20. I'm, I'm a 20 to 25 point per game score. Not anymore. You're not. You're not LeBron. You don't keep yourself in that type of shape. Dude, let it go. Just let it go. Because I'm going to tell you this. After this year, Mellow might end up being out of the league. And he might not have, he might not have a choice but to retire. Because nobody's not going to take him on because he's not going to want to take a lesser role because his ego is super big right now. And he's trying his best to live out, you know what I'm saying, what used to be. Dude, you, at some point, you got to hang him up. You got to hang him up at some point or just take the lesser role. And Father Time and Biddy, he just, he's not the same no more. You a daddy? Like, I mean, dude, like, it's <laughs> mellow. Like, come on, man. I, and I'm a big mellow fan. I, I like mellow. I've always liked this game. But I'm, I'm siding with Hugh right now. He's becoming to be, like, super selfish to me. And I think it's more of an ego thing, one of them things where you just don't want to let something go. And that's what he's dealing with right now. He's very prideful. 
you could tell he's very prideful. So I don't fully think it's the Rockets. Do the Rockets have the same issues with Melo that the Thunder did or the Knicks? Or even towards the end of his Denver Nuggets career? No, I don't think so. It's too much of a coincidence. Uh, it's, it's Melo. He's, he's being a diva. He's being a drama queen. He's trying to hold on to that last little bit of, hmm, I'm this. I'm the man. I'm, yeah, I'm going to score this 30, this 40 point. No, no, you're not, sir. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got to say. It's just disappointing me right now to see Melo going out like this. All right, well, Regardless of what people say, 
You try to keep it in house there, it just kind of got out of control and got a little messy that game. But um, I think they'll be able to fix that and get everything back on track because regardless of the fact when it all comes down to it, winning cures a lot of that stuff. No matter how bad or how dysfunctional things can be, winning kind of patches it up. You put like a Band-Aid on it and it'll heal any wound, no matter how big it is. So, yeah, I believe they'll suck it up for um, the sake of trying to win another championship. But I definitely feel like after this one, they're going to have to start trying to dismantle some of these guys on that team. And what kind of messes things up, too, um, because that guy, Draymond, is one of those dudes, too, you got to look at and you got to think about that time because they could have won three championships in a row before they got Kevin Durant on that team, which I heard that Draymond was all about and kind of orchestrated a lot of that, him coming over there. But, um, yeah, it all started with him, you know, him and his attitude and him and his emotion. He gets too emotional sometimes. He definitely could be an emotional wreck, you know. Him doing what he did in that final series caused him to miss some games, and then the chemistry wasn't the same, you know. But, yeah, he's going to have to look at himself and check himself as well because, for the most part, it hasn't really been KD being a distraction for um, anyone to see for the most part, you see Draymond Green, and he's the biggest distraction right now on that team, and he's going to have to get that together. Yeah. Are you a little cuckoo for Cuckoo Plus? <laughs> uh, Jay, what do you think? Um, Draymond is something else. Uh, he <laughs> – I mean, that's that, that's how we said in the black families, you know, when one of our relatives acting up, they something else. Well, Look at him, just being something else. And to me, it's just like, you know, like, Draymond did that in spite of Kevin Durant. Because I guess they were already having issues because Draymond, keep, they say Draymond keep bringing up Kevin Durant's um, contract, like his potential free agency. And they they were saying like KD was kind of blowing him off, like uh, mm, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't worried about that. Like they're trying to win a third straight championship. Like nobody's thinking about that mess. So I guess it's spilling over into the to the court. <clears throat> and recently, Draymond hasn't been you know fully healthy this year like that. And um, now he's back, whatever. And, yeah, I, I think Draymond's like the heart and soul of the team. You know what I'm saying? He's the emotional leader or whatever. But just like you said, sometimes he gets too emotional. And it starts to mess stuff up, whether it be him getting a technical foul, him kicking people in the balls, kicking people in the neck, or whatever he do to, you know, do his little Dennis Rodman antics. That's what he does. And it's spilling over into the court into his own teammates. And he literally snatched the rebound from Durant, which he should have just let it bounce, let Durant grab it. And Durant's known, known for making game winning shots, big shots like he did in the finals, um, last year and the year before against Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he knows Durant is a scorer to that point. You know what I'm saying? 
Draymond looked like he lost the ball on purpose. Like he just, I, it just, it didn't look right to me. So I feel like this can potentially be an issue, but I don't think it will be an issue. I think that's why they suspended Draymond so they could probably spend some time with him to talk and iron some stuff out or whatever. And like you said, winning cures a lot of that stuff. So we'll probably look back on this in June when they're hoisting the trophy up or whatever again for a third straight time and Draymond and KD laughing and hugging each other and cracking jokes or whatever. But he shouldn't have called him a bitch like that many times. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a difference from telling a dude, man, stop acting like a bitch and then being like, dude, you a bitch. Like, that's that's two different meanings. Hugh, you know what I'm talking about. That's two yeah, different sir. things. Sometimes a dude will probably even agree sometimes. Like, man, I am acting like a little, you know what I'm saying, a little sensitive or I'm acting a little, you know, bitchish. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But to be like, you're actually one? Dude, that's fighting words. So, like, to me, I think they will iron out this issue, but I think the issue is unnecessary. And I think it's Draymond's emotions getting the best of him. And they really need to get him under wraps. And I think, I hope the actual, this actual suspension is you know, kind of wake him up and put him back on track of what they, what they goal is. Cause the Warriors actually do look like they're focused on winning this third straight championship because they don't know if KD gonna come back next year. So why not win a win three straight? And this will be Steph, Draymond, Clay's. This will be their fourth, and KD's third. So I mean, go ahead and ball up. All this extra stuff, man, is just unnecessary. But I think Steve Kerr get them back on track, and you know they ain't playing with Steph right now too. So you know. I, I just think they're having a little infighting. And, you know, relatives fight, family fight, get into it. But, you know, we know sometimes those relatives and family who fight, sometimes they don't speak no more, you know, when it's too vicious. So hopefully that's not the case for the Warriors. Maybe hopefully they can earn it out and Draymond can get his little, his little emotions together. Well, uh, they, they need to hurry up and get it together. <laughs> so let's let's move on. 